Shepard on this computer. How's it going, Evan? It's going good. We're back. We are. We've arrived back finally for episode 48, the real 48, I think, this time. Yeah, I think we got it wrong last week. We did, I feel. Um, it's been a while. It's been kind of weird. Um, we held a tournament, and then I think we just sort of got burnt out after that and just forgot to record one last week. The tournament went well, though, I think. It did, but then I think it was sort of like, oh, look, we've talked enough. Let's get out of here. And then suddenly it was <laughs> like, how long has it been since an episode? So we have to record an episode. Yeah, I think we had, uh, I think we had 12 or 11 people sign up for the tournament, I think, we had play. Yeah, we had like 16, but then a couple people due to technical issues because... Um, as you will see, because I posted some stuff on our, our new website that I hear you don't like my design. And frankly, I don't the des- look, I fought with the design a lot. It'll probably change to anyone listening. Um, <laughs> I was trying to have a nice, clean front page that has nothing on it but our symbol because I like minimalism. Uh, it won't let me do that. <laughs> um, well, sorry, it will let me, but I can't post anything to the website um, if I do that. So now it's got kind of a cluttered article page, but I figured if we had a website, I should probably post articles every once in a while. So I How many have you posted who so knows what will happen. I posted just uh, two. The first one was about um, setting up a tournament and sort of thoughts on how you do that in the various ways that I know of the commander players set up tournaments. And the second one was sort of a debrief on how well the tournament went and sort of what choices we did. One was talking about how we went Discord, even though people are using Zoom, um, because we can't use Zoom, because then we need someone who paid an account in every game, and that was going to be way too hard to manage. Yeah. Um, but we lost a couple of players because Discord doesn't do... Uh, video uh, from mobile services so everyone needs a computer and a phone in order to play and sometimes that's difficult yeah we ended up running into actually there was a couple yeah and then there was another guy who had to use his phone as his mic and yes so he had to log into discord twice essentially he still does yes. it now on our site and it's just it's yeah it's got its clunks in it for sure but overall yeah, I think so, it went well. so so if anyone knows like the advantage to discord was that uh we um we could have you could easily f- uh, flow between games. It was like being at a store. Uh, you could just the tables were different chat channels. You could just wander over to the other channel and find out what's going on and ask anyone if they want to start a new game, and away you go. Which I don't know of a an online portal that allows that that doesn't have the clunkiness of having for some reason the PC app for uh, uh, Discord allows video, but the phone does not. Yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely cool in certain aspects and definitely a trial in others. But overall, it yeah. went well and it went smooth. And uh, everyone yeah, the games, got their four games in. Yeah, I had problems because uh, my my partner was playing and uh, the game sort of all drifted away because I couldn't. I don't have two computers to play on. We only had one, so we had to alternate. And by the scrub, time scrub, <laughs> by the time my my partner played uh, four games, there were no games left. Um, it was my bad timing. Um, but that's the sort of awkwardness. But it was fun. Um, people seemed to enjoy it. I enjoyed playing against a bunch of people I don't normally play against and decks I don't normally play against because one thing in our meta we sort of talked to uh, Graham last week about is we sort of all know each other and we sort of know what to expect from each other. Uh, yeah. It's hard when you're in a new one. So it was kind of interesting to see like what other people do and what play styles they use. Oh, no, 100%. I was, I, I, like I said, I had a lot of fun and I even had a lot of fun. I watched a few games, you know, you just sort of bop in and, yeah. The cool thing was one of our friends had an idea that hasn't really flown off the ground, but I think it's a good idea where 
if you're in a pod watching people in our Discord, you just get the players to mute you so you can still table talk about their plays. Just to yourself or what? Well, to the other people watching. Because at one point, there there were three or four people watching the final game, but we couldn't say anything about plays. Yes. You know, so myself and my friend were chatting over Discord, like typing, but uh, he's like, what they should do is just mute us. And then if all three of the players mute us, we can just talk right. about their plays. That's fa- okay. Yeah. I, I saw that post, but I couldn't figure out exactly what was uh, being sort of proposed. Uh, but that is good because, yeah, that happens. You, you go to a table and you're like, oh, look at this. And, but you do it secretly because it's, it's bad sportsmanship to affect a game you're not in. Yeah, unless it's a ruling. Like there was a couple times I did jump in and say it doesn't work like that. I can't remember exactly what happened. Someone. Yes. There was one with one the. My, I can't remember now. Uh, I, one of my debriefs was the fact that someone won a game through Maze's End, and our extensive look at rules did not talk about ha- what had happens if someone wills through an alternate win con. I didn't have the point system set up. I was like, oops. So one of my debriefs was <laughs> next time, remember that alternate win comes. Considering we did an episode like two months ago about it you'd think we would have remembered but <laughs> nope uh the ruling i think they decided that since the major didn't really affect the game they just kept playing and whoever won afterwards they kept playing without the winning player yeah. uh, and whoever came first in the remaining players would get second yeah uh, they all agreed to that but it was funny that i was just like ah it was like the first game too <laughs> yeah definitely. it's like darn i didn't consider this um yeah. So yeah, so dude, here we are. Episode we are EDH wrecked. We just we haven't even introduced. Yeah, no. For the non-infinite, we're the finite commander podcast where we just talk about yes. the commander and EDH and magic in general without talking about infinite combos or nowadays lab man. Yes, uh, my debrief also talks about why we chose to ban lab man. Um, maybe that's a discussion for another day. But uh, yeah, that a lot. I, that's what I feel like. Um, <laughs> I was also going to say that uh, in terms of power levels, we were talking about them a couple episodes ago, but I guess we sort of fives and sixes seems to be where we hang out. Uh, that's where this is, except we'd call them, you know, nines and tens, because if you top out at five and six, uh, just if you're listening from, you know, other sources of magic, uh, when you take out infinite combos, you pretty much cap out on the old scale at about a six. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, the other yeah. side of it too is that you have the quasi, like, you know, the the uh, draw my whole deck effects, which technically isn't infinite, but might as well be, you know? Yes. Um, and uh, I think from this, I guess, since we're talking about how we house roll out infinites and now we're highly encouraging people to stop playing uh, Labman effects. Uh, we're going to extend from our episode with uh, Graham last week where he challenged us to make really salty decks, which we'll talk about. We're going to talk about uh, salty cards because these are cards that aren't banned but are house banned a lot of the time, just like we house ban infinite combos. Yeah. we have a, we, So we just literally went to EDH Rec and we looked at the top 100 salty cards, of which there are a fair number of bans. Yes, I did notice that, that this was that compiled. Probably, like, I'm just, I'm not counting, but I guess there's 12 to 15 banned cards, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, I like it was compiled like last year in the spring. Um, so it reflects things like Iona on it because I had been banned yet. But it's really funny that Leovold's in it because Leovold was banned long before then. So I don't know why people were so salty about it. <laughs> maybe they're salty about the ban. 
because it says like half a million people voted on a zero to four scale and these are the cards that like topped out on the highest rank but leovold's literally the fourth saltiest card yeah on the list despite the fact it's been banned for like three years yeah yeah so, so who's coming across who's coming across it who yeah i want to know who's <laughs> coming across that and i also want to know why iona was so uploaded yeah, Iona's it's not the, that salty. Like, are just people playing mono too card. much? It might be. So anyway, uh, so what we'll basically do is, I think, just we'll maybe we'll just start by just literally, uh, literally scrolling through and just rattling off any card that comes to mind. But then, sort of want to talk about what to do when people play these cards, or yeah. why why you should play them, or I think a couple of them why you should play them anyway, or some of them why I still play them. Because <laughs> I'm scrolling through this list and going, oh yeah, that's in a deck. Yeah, that, that's in a deck. Yeah, that, that's. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes one. the saltiness just comes down to just being too good of a card, and other times it just comes down to the fact that it is just a busted ass bullshit thing to do. Yeah, and, and on a few I of think... these, I definitely know that you and I will fall on different ends of the scale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you have any 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 particular ones to talk about? Uh, uh, just opening up. I mean, I feel that that. Uh, that we should probably talk about the the uh, the big onion or the elephant in the room, which is uh, expropriate. Yeah, I saw that one. I hate that card. I refuse to play it. It's a it's the it's probably the shittiest card Magic has made since they figured out what to do with yeah. cards. Like like the fact that this is such a late a late bloom card because the the other three at the beginning are OG Magic cards. So the first three, for anyone who doesn't know, is Stasis, Armageddon, and Winter Orb. Yes, they're just Top the three uh, saltiest and, cards, and they're the ones you'd probably guess. Yeah, Armageddon. I, I actually wouldn't have put that up there as the saltiest. I'm surprised at that because it's it's a legit play in white. Um, people don't like land destruction, so I guess that's the pl- that's the problem. But like, but we're we're f- we're we're on the camp of use land destruction properly, and it's yeah. not as bad. It's yeah. just the pro. And a lot of these, I feel like they're only salty because people play them badly. And that's now stasis. No, stasis is just a shitty card. But um, one problem, problem with expropriate is, is, is everyone like plays one it way wrong. To play stasis, right? Yes, and, and it's a dick it. move. Yeah, uh, Armageddon. In theory, you could play properly because I will argue that I have Yuckle Hops in a deck. Um, I run. And there's a I right time to cast it. All three of those cards are on this list. I would yep. argue that Decree of Annihilation should be in every Goblin deck. <laughs> yes, uh, because that's how who, you can pretty much secure a win. Is that anyone the board state? Blow up the land. Yeah. If we haven't talked about it, you have it in your Zada deck. Because when you're basically like, I'm ready to kill everyone, you cycle it so no one can respond to you killing everyone. Yes, exactly. And uh, But the real, I mean, so the top three are the Stasis, Armageddon, Winter Orb, OG cards. They were all around since like 94 or whatever. And then yep. the next two out of the top five is Leovold and Iona, both of which are banned. Both I are banned. I don't understand a nine drop being in the top five fucking saltiest cards. Like, Yeah, no, you're not as big a fan as that being banned. I know I've been on the losing end of an Iona, but in a multiplayer game, what tends to happen is someone, Iona's one color, everyone ignores that player, and then someone will eventually kill the Iona and the player's back, and yeah. everyone still kind of ignores them because they've been so crippled so there's sort of like a pity thing it's not a fun card to play against but i know she was also one-on-one one, it's awful multiplayer yeah, 
Jesus. it doesn't tend to last forever. So the person isn't locked out forever, but they do get locked out. But I don't know. She was running um, like a reanimator, like some rogue reanimator decks in CEDH, I was told. Okay. Where well, you would just like reanimate her as quickly as possible and lock someone into black. Yeah. Because you know? honestly, like, is Iona worse than Stasis? Like, I think it's I think it's more of a game ender than Stasis is the thing. It's like when Iona hits the field, yeah. if they lock you out of the right color, you just pick up your deck. You know. Yeah, and I guess the other side is well, in, in that way, Iona's almost. But like Iona's a seven-seven, so in theory, it can end the game. The one problem with Stasis or Armageddon or Winter Orb is they don't tend to end the game. They just delay and they delay just, and yeah, that's just, what makes people salty is because the game yeah. isn't going anywhere anymore <laughs> yeah people who drop armageddon when they're behind on creatures are the people i get annoyed on you armageddon when you yeah. are either a like literally about to win the game that turn or b you are about to die like yeah and that's how i treat a lot of these cards are if you play them to win the game then play them but if you play them just to delay the game don't play them but the first card after those three, and the one that confuses me the most is because it's so new, is expropriate. Like, how did this get made? I, I don't know. The, first it's, off, it's, it's not a delay a game. It's just, it is a game ender. So, except that, this again, is a As I said, I feel like uh, a lot of the salt comes from people playing cards wrong. Expropriate's always played wrong. It's what it really is, is blatant thievery plus an extra turn, which yes. of course, if they printed, you'd be like, that is the most busted card ever printed. Yeah. Like you get to steal a permanent from anyone and take an extra turn. That's effectively what Expropriate says. It um, should be, but most of the time Expropriate sure. is three extra turns and one extra permanent. <laughs> yeah, because people go, uh, well, the immediate pain of me losing a permanent is bad, and I don't know how bad an extra turn will be, so let's hedge my bets and give them an extra turn. And then the next player goes, well, since you're already taking two extra turns, why would I give away something that I want when we're already screwed? So how about a third extra turn? And the next person goes, well, why should I lose out? You're about to get three extra turns, and why should I lose something? Go have four. And then and then they yeah. either win in four turns or unfortunately don't win. Yeah. But uh, it's so badly played because we'll, I've seen it many times where someone will take four turns and then nothing will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, and I mean, it's a shame because you're at nine mana to cast it. So you should be able to just lock up the game at that point. Yeah. And I will, like, I hate expropriate, but if they go expropriate, take that thing, take that thing, take that thing, take my extra turn, win, it's like, okay, sure. Um, yeah at least you won but so many times there's a fight over extra turns people don't understand people get greedy uh the person will get three extra turns they'll kill one player and the other two have to sit through like just standing or sitting around for 10 minutes waiting for all these turns dead i taunted a, a guy who played it in our play group once in our tournament he dropped an expropriate and two of the other players gave him extra turns and he was doing so little with it that i just taunted him until he killed me I was just like, you need to start playing your cards better. Uh, you should definitely come out of the four extra turns by killing someone. I was the only yes. guy who gave him a permanent. And on the last turn, he ended up killing me, but it took him four turns. Yeah, because people do it when they have like a 5-5 five, five flyer in yeah. play. And then they like do it. Well, here's, okay. And time stretch is like the eighth card here. And it's the same problem. People take extra turns because they're like, this is a good way to try to draw into better stuff. And it's like, oh my God, just play scry like opt 
don't <laughs> like why are you wasting all of our time just trying I, to draw cards <laughs> i feel i'm on like the other end of our especially our group of friends and because i personally have no issue with like time warps on this list time stretches on this list nexus of fate i know you have time stretch in uh riku i used to i got rid of it i have now, <laughs> I, have, uh, now I have uh nexus, nexus of fate, of fate <laughs> which is on this list but i it think is. that's mostly because standard hated it uh but the thing i don't have a problem with extra turns as long as you're not you know if you're just taking the extra turns that's fine but if you're manipulating the extra turn cards and copying them infinitely or you know yes. casting four expropriates on one turn that's where my issue comes from it it's is. like we had uh, a kid show up to our tournament one time and he was playing uh an is it deck i think it was the mizzet not was, the yeah. niv mizzet but the top deck one and there was one time where he took like five turns in a row and he didn't kill anyone and the problem was he was a kid but like everyone was visibly like oh my god this is the worst uh and then like someone like killed him like before it got back to his table and he was like well it's like look we all just had to sit through you doing nothing for five turns nobody wants that to happen again and that's <laughs> the problem is you're like well you just took five turns what what happens on your next turn are you gonna take five more like so the problem with extra turns is again if you're doing it because you've got the pieces, but you need an extra turn to put them together, then go ahead, take your extra turn and win the game. But the problem is people just do it and they forget that everyone has to sit through your bloody turn. Yes. So, I mean, the extra turn cards are fine. If one, like you said, you have a plan to win. Yeah. Or two, you're not abusing extra turns. No, you're not taking five or six in a row. And then, like, mind-slavering your opponent's next turn or something like that, which is on here, too. But, like, yes. things like that are just what makes people hate those cards and what makes them salty. If you just cast Time Warp and then won the game on the next turn, no one's salty about that. You just played no. your card and won. People are salty. Yeah. Well, are. people are salty, but it's not worse than, um, you know, Crater Hoof coming out. Yes. And winning the game and you being like, yeah, that's a game ender. Uh, but extra turns aren't tr uh, treated as game enders. They're treated as just something you can do that's kind of irritating. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will say Mind Slaver being on this list, I don't understand that one. People it's, don't like stealing extra turns. People do not like that. It's, it's the same thing with Emrakul being on the list. It's irritating, but I mean, it's funny when like you've had it where you play Krovax, um, Ascended Hero or whatever, and then people yep. forget that they could kill you because of oh, this yeah. trigger. Um, I had one. <laughs> I had one. Now, here's a salty play. Um, I had one where someone Mind Slavered me, and I had... Um, uh, what's the sack all your lands card and search for them? The, the orb? One. No, no, no. The, uh, it, it was reprinted like last year. Uh, I can't think of it. Anyway, everyone knows what card I'm talking about. It's a four drop. It's used in the modern deck that has uh, uh, Valakut in it, um, where you sack all your lands and then you, or you sack any number of lands and then you tutor for any, the same number of lands. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. But yeah. I can't remember the name. But anyway, a guy took my turn, and I was like, crap. And I had it in hand. He goes, yeah, cast this card. Sack all your lands. Fail to find. End the turn. I was like, you suck. <laughs> but, but, like, that's a dick move, because all he did was leave me with no lands. Did he kill me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that's not Mindslaver's fault, because they didn't have to do that. Also, um, Mindslaver's tend, tend to cast and use. Yes. And it's sometimes fun because you can use it to, you know, break an alliance. I'm fine with Mind Slaver. You can do dickhole things with it, but you don't have to. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'd like to point out, too, that there's only three of the five Praetors on this list, and the black and red ones are the missing ones. 
Yeah, well, the red one's the most fair and balanced one. It's, um, it's it, it definitely is because it's actually amazing. But you don't win the game by having haste and having people come to play tapped. It's a huge advantage. Um, the black one's actually super irritating. I actually hate that one so much. Uh, Shieldred is just awful. Um, it might be just because like Voltron commanders really struggle with the Shieldred out. <laughs> it's true. It is the worst part about running Voltron is when and, there's like a Shieldred and then someone else casts one and you're just like, I hate everything that's happening here. Oh yeah, have you been the ones where someone's like Shieldred and then someone's like uh, clone and you're like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Um, and the problem with Shieldred is usually people cheat it out. So when it dies, there's some sort of recursion that brings it back and that's the problem is yeah. it doesn't go away like jinga taxis sure he's super irritating but when he dies he tends to stay dead <laughs> yeah because he's in blue the problem with playing Demir, but... is, is killing him i mean yeah. all of them have their own issues with and it, i i was actually shocked to see elish norn on this list and shielded not because elish norn is a is just a mini board wipe uh but it's hard to be salty dies, against a white card but apparently people are yeah, like it's weird how many board wipes are on this salty list. I'm like, you people are all pussies. Um, yeah. You know, she comes out, she kills everything, lessens everything else's power, and then, she, but she's an instant target first off. She's in white, so the recursion isn't the best. I mean, it's as good as green, I guess. Uh, and she doesn't actually affect you. It's not like Vorinclex or Jenga Taxis where you still have all your answers, you still have all your removal, and you can still have your creatures as long as they're bigger than 2 2. Yeah. Um... I guess it's just wiped enough people, or maybe they're doing the uh, uh, the Cormus Bell, Urborg uh, uh, oh, combo. Oh, good. Maybe that's maybe that's hidden behind the Elish Norn being on just, the list. Just running it in Celestia and using that Jolrel chick to turn all your lands into tutus. Yeah, and then that's just the being point. like, oh, but then that's land destruction. I don't know. Yeah, Elish Norn. Like, I it's would not, think that it's I would not think fun to have that one-sided sort of board wipe, but if that was this there'd be there'd be so many more cards on this list <laughs> well rift is on the list to talk about one-sided board wipes i think it's 10th or 9th but again i think that's because people play it badly it should be played of like i rift and then i kill you and i win yeah. the game or i rift um, because you literally have lethal on me like yeah like you swung lethal at me so now i rifted um but people just use it because they need like a leg up in the game and then that's a pain in the ass. Or they get scared. Uh, and they're like, oh, he yes. has too much of a board state. I'm going to wait which is, which is also why we celebrate every time someone single target riffs because uh, first of all, it means they didn't overload it. Uh, and second of all, it's usually way more fun when people try to do it because they'll do some weird niche play. <laughs> yes. I do understand Vorinclex being that high, though. We've talked about him. We don't need to be nope. around the bush with him anymore. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to this podcast know how much we dislike Vorinclex, and yet somehow Evan wants to build a deck, and I have run him before. <laughs> <laughs> I built a hypothetical deck that I don't think I would... I don't know how I'd ever play it, because no one would want... They'd be like, I'd be like, do you want to play a game? They'd be like, nope. And then everyone would stand around and not play a game, because they would refuse... Like so, it'd be like uh, being in high school or the mean girls where it's like, can I sit at your table? It's like, no, it's taken. And then no one sits there. Like that uh, would be me with a Vorinclex deck. <laughs> the delay of game cards on here, the Juckle Hops, Devastation, Obliterator all on this list. Yes. Uh, now again, uh, in the right deck. Um, so I have Obliterate and Yuckle Hops in my Mogus deck because they don't destroy enchantments. And if I have Mogus and some sort of uh, damage uh 
enchantments and people are at low life, then I'm tempted to cast these. I haven't actually cast them in a while because every time I tend to have them, I like everyone's at 30 life and I'm like, ah, I only have Mogus out in a, you know, underworld dreams. Uh, that's not really the time to play it. Um, but there are times um, where they're useful because all they do is secure, be like, look, I'm going to win in three turns. Yeah. Uh, if I cast this and the turns will go quick because you're just going to draw and say, whoops, I'm done. Um, and away we go and I'll do it as a win con just to secure the win. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nope. <laughs> Obliterate's great because it can't be countered. <laughs> yes, Obliterate, actually, I used to run that in, uh, that was my Zergo finisher. So right, because it doesn't destroy Zergo. my turn, he's indestructible. Say goodbye to all of your resources. I'm coming across. Yeah. Now uh, you can't. Static Orb is on here. I feel solely this high because of Urza. Uh, possibly, yeah. If it's untapped. Players oh. can't untap more than two permanents. So at the end of the last player's turn, you just tap it for mana. <laughs> I don't think it can be, though, because Urza came out just after this list was compiled. Unless the list has been updated. But it says April 2019. And Modern Horizons was like May 2019. Was it? Uh, maybe it's up here before that. Yeah, I don't see why it's so high then. I mean, it's literally, I, I just. Yeah. And then there's old Prophet Crufix. I don't know why it's been banned for so long. How can it be there? Yeah. Uh, um, are you sure that the that he came out then? Because Parallax Engine was banned after Urza. Oh, they Parallax must have put the band was... stamp on it after. They must update the yes. list. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they did the band stamp. Thunder's on here, which is a hilarious play. I have cast it. Uh, I've I cast use it. it. I use it in my Tanawa um, uh, phasing deck because you can uh, float the mana, then let your lands phase out on your upkeep, um, and then cast it, and all your lands stay. Again, I've only used it when it's like, look, I'm going to swing at you next turn and win the game. Yeah. I've only sundered for the win. So I, I did it with Locust God a few times where I had the Locusts out, I needed their mana gone, and before the, like, and the way I'd do it too is I'd wait to see who was the biggest threat at the table. It's such a, it's such a precarious play so you would a lot of people look at it and i don't think they understand how to use it because like rift you can't just use it and then pass so the way i yeah. used to use it is i used to wait for the blue or the is it player to tap out yeah and then before their turn started if i was in a position where i could win i would sunder yes and then i'm in the and in locust god especially where it's a draw effect i don't care i'm going to get more insects anyway I would right. force them to only have one resource. Yeah. And and, and then, then you just, you know, swing through for the win and whatever you could. But and if, that's where it is, is, that is you're using it to win the game, whereas other people are just using it. Yeah, land destruction. I can see where people get pissed at it, but that's only because they don't play it right. Yes, and that's why I said I think a lot of these are just people play wrong. Uh, our next little uh, column here, I think, is mostly cards that, well, actually, it gets into weird stuff. Uh, humility, definitely, because, again, it doesn't win the game. All it does is create problems. Humility is just terrible. Um, <laughs> it's just, I... Uh... Blight steals on here because, uh, in fact, is badly made for Commander. So glad this card's being reprinted. The other two um, cards aren't really comparable anymore. I don't know why Tabernacle and Nether Vord are on the list because no one has them. So why can they top saltiness? Like, I've played against both of them. Actually, I, no, I played against Nether Void in a, a Legacy game. I've played against Nether Void once, and I've played against Tabernacle like four times. Yes. Um, I wouldn't put them anywhere close to the list because they're so <laughs> so fringe to ever come across. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. EDH Rec here, it says that World Fires in 12 decks, despite being banned. 
but it says tabernacle is in 1200 decks. Yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, because you don't need to own the deck. So people, I guess the deck and they just say, this goes in here. Cause it's and every, you know, every stack CDH will have a tabernacle in it. Uh, yeah. Like it has more decks than Sunder has. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like there's no, there's no way there's that many tabernacles floating around. <laughs> uh, the um, next list has the Mind Slaver on it, Apocalypse, whatever. That's a really fun one. Yes. Corey um, is a really weird one. Uh, someone informed me how to win with Apocalypse is uh, it's just a. It's just a. Uh, no, but how to win with Apocalypse? Oh, you need the O-ring. Uh, you O-ring your blaring uh, glory. Blaring glory, and then yeah. you cast Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I still want to do that. Uh, if you Grand do Arbiter. that, fine, but you shouldn't play Apocalypse any other time. Grand Arbiter, yeah. Next Grand is Arbiter, I think Grand Arbiter is on this list solely because he can be a general. Yes, I agree. Like the power isn't that it's great, but I don't think it would be considered one of the saltiest cards in the game if you couldn't just recast it all the time. Yeah, I agree. If he just died and was done with. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's Blood an interesting. Moon. Why is that even one? on the list? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Blood Moon. Do you think Blood Moon is a salty card? No. I think it's I think it's like an equalizer for red. <laughs> I agree. Um like you have a deck, I also have a deck that only has non-basic lands. Yeah. You power through it. Uh I don't know if Contamination's on this list, but it's basically Blacks Blood Moon. It makes everything tap for black. Well, actually, in the uh, next row, blues, blues, uh, Blood Moon is back to, get back black, to basics. Back to basics, which is um, worse. Like the fact that it's under. Yeah, Blood because Moon, back to basics actually makes the lands do nothing. <laughs> yeah, like it's it in and it also shuts down mazes. Yeah, like Blood you Moon. Maze of Ith, it doesn't untap for you to use again. Yeah, well, Blood Moon makes it a mountain, but the thing is, you, you still have a mana it. base. You use it for a mountain, just in the wrong colors, but. <laughs> But like rocks and stuff should get you to play something. It it just knocks out, you know, mana bases. But it doesn't stop you from playing. It 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 does equalize it. Like I've played games where I drop a blood moon against like a four colored deck because I need to sort of like you know have them subdued for a couple turns and have their focus be getting their land base back together while I deal with some other problem. Um, and and that's fine. But like everyone can play through a blood moon like it doesn't actually it's not stasis i can't there was that one there's no way to play through with the blood moon out i was on my yes. on basic and played yes. the chromatic lantern and actually countered someone trying to get rid of the blood moon because as soon as you play through it you're through it you pass the gate i think that was the one where you got you're playing a tracks and you got an ancestral cornucopia and then i, I and i was trying to race you to not get it then you got a chromatic lantern and then someone yeah. tried to destroy my blood moon to get back in the game because they were having problems and you countered it because you were having an advantage <laughs> yeah i had a massive advantage i think it was because, like i think it was maelstrom wanderer was the other deck and he tried to yeah. destroy it and i was like no no that's not happening like that that card's staying where it's at yeah because like uh, only you and i were like and that shows that it is powerful but it also shows that you know there are ways out of it so i don't i'm never salty when a blood moon comes out actually it's probably one of my favorite cards that exists um the two cards right next to it nexus of fate and blood moon i don't feel nexus is overpowered yeah. at all I nexus mean, uh stops yeah. mill for anyone uh who likes playing mill mill is a terrible strategy because you basically have to play like praetor's grass and sadistic sacrament to get rid of these types of cards otherwise you can't mill anyone no uh 
but yeah, it's Blood Moon is in the cards under it that got a saltier, less salty score. Like you go down to the next line, Omniscience yeah. got a lower score than Blood Moon. Yeah, I know. Uh, Smokestacks has a lower score than Blood Moon. Uh, like, Smokestacks, I can almost see because it is kind of a fringe play. It's Nobody actually plays stacks. that card. You're only playing it in that. Yeah. And in very few times will you play it outside. Like you wouldn't just throw it in a deck. Whereas Blood Moon, you throw that in any mono red or two color even uh red deck yeah uh, omniscience that goes in no decks unless you're a piece of shit and then it goes in your deck I uh, pal- as i scroll down further a uh, palancron i don't like this card because all anyone does is combo like a ton of land and take forever to accomplish it yeah uh sets on the list though enlightened master i can see that yeah because it's, it's a just, bad he's one of those cards i'm talking about though where you just abuse extra turns Yes, you just flip extra turns and don't necessarily accomplish anything. Yeah. Uh, tooth and nail? Is there? Tooth and nail. I feel, yeah, I feel like you just tutor up a win con and then the game's over. Like, how's that salty? Yeah, it's. But you know what? The two, there's two cards on this because people just go orcs, get Jinkataxa. Do, do they get Jinkataxa and Vornclix? They're both just win cons. Like Triumph yeah, of the Hordes and Tooth Nail. I don't like yeah. Triumph of the Hordes because it's in fact, but they're just. Yeah. But at least it at least it's a win con. Like Crater Hoof, I hate to lose to, but it's it's a it's a win con. Like that, I only hate it because I wish I'd like seen it through and stopped it. Like the game's over. Um, uh, here's one for you: Impending Disaster, which I think is a hilarious card. Uh, truth be told, that was in my Zada deck for quite a while. <laughs> so I'm sure no one knows, but it's a two-drop red enchantment. Uh, during your upkeep, if there are seven or more lands in play, sacrifice impending disaster and destroy all lands. I think this is a hilarious play for anyone who's like trying to stop ramp because what will happen is if you drop it, no one, like someone has to trigger that last land. Yeah. And until then, I guess nothing happens, but yeah, everyone's just going to build up lands in their hands. So eventually it'll stop and someone will have to trigger it. Um, it's like standstill for red, except way worse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, because here's the thing is it only actually destroys seven lands. Oh, uh, no, no. During your upkeep, if there are seven or more lands... Above, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so I guess it does you get play back it. your upkeep. So technically, people could play above it if they needed to get something out. Yeah, and I guess the problem with it is I'm thinking you play it at, uh, um, like, the start of the game. I used to play, play it like late game. Two, so I would, once I got my people down. But if you play it late game, then you literally actually just destroy all the lands. Yeah. Yeah, I used to wait till I got Skirk Prospector in hand or out. Yeah. And then I would just blow up all the lands, pass to my second main, play a mountain, and play a Skirk Prospector, and essentially at that point win the game. Yeah, again, winning the game. Uh, Ristic Study, do you agree with that one? Yeah, you got to. It's annoying just because you have it's, to remind people all the time. It's salty, but it's not powerful. It's super no, it's powerful, just, but it's not it's like, annoying. It's not winning you the game. You know? uh, it's a $30 card for a reason. A guy is cradle. Yeah, see, that doesn't even make sense either. Like, no. <laughs> not, you know, do I care if you that's pay just, $500 for land or more? Like, go do it. Like, if that's what you want to put your money just, into. Yeah, it's like Tabernacle. Salt, if you want it to drop yeah. land on a Tabernacle, I'm not calling that salty at all. I won't like it. I don't think it's salty. I think it's jealousy. Skithrix, that's a salty card. Sure, yeah. So, uh, the fact and, is always, again, though, you're going to die quick, so at least the game will be over. Yeah. Uh, food chain, um, it's just infinite. Uh, here's here's one that uh, I think everyone will agree with. Possessed portal. Hey, now. Uh, 
How do you Tomorrow's win with a possessed portal out? Possessed portal are like the best friends. <laughs> Which one? Tomorrow is Ami's familiar. Oh, sure, yeah. If you would draw a card, skip the draw. You don't draw a card with him. You just look at the top three and pick one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, possessed portal is awful. It just locks people out of the game. Um, I'm surprised, like, Knowledge Pool. Is it hidden on here? Am I missing? Like, Knowledge Pool to Fairy is like a classic lock. I, haven't, I didn't see. You know what's weird is that the Planeswalkers are all near the end. Um, Emrakul, of course, is a bullshit move, but only because he steals turns and people don't like that. Yeah, again, whatever. Ruination. Like, how do you not... How do you put Destroy All non to, to be fair, I have a Ruination and I've never played it because I think people will get super upset, but I think it's a fair play. <laughs> I think it's better than... Like, it's... You can't... Like, Armageddon. You know, like... Yeah. How are people so angry? Yeah, I'll just... Cards? I'll just... Uh, I'll write... Um, I'll just like alter like an obliterate yeah. um, to say ruination and have the casting cost. So also, everyone goes obliterate. Oh no, wait, it's just ruination. And they'll realize it's not that bad. Ancestral recall has a salt score of 2.22 and it's in five decks. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'd like to what? know why you think a card that's been banned since the inception of commander essentially is a salty card. I, I don't know. Um, I have no clue. Like, shards is kind of bullshit play. I'll be honest. I ran one yeah. and I cut it. I got rid of it. I actually just overwhelming splendor. Uh, it sucks late. to get played on, but okay. it is an eight drop. So whatever. I love that card. All Go right. find me other eight drops that aren't like this destructive, and we'll talk. But uh, I think send, it's just it's an eight like, drop. Send, send triplets. triplets is down here. Jenga Taxis <laughs> is at the top, along with Iona. Like Iona was at the top of the top. Send triplets is at like sixty. All right, all right. Here's a controversial one: bribery. Yeah, that's just stupid. That's like, like people like that's people being annoyed that people bribery them. Yeah, because do they get to play it for free? Yeah, but they're only playing your card. Like you also don't you get solve? a cast trigger. If they go get a shieldred out of your deck, that's your fault for playing a shieldred. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like saying clone is salty because you can clone my shieldred. There's only that card's only going to be as good as your deck. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ulamog, the exile one. I actually hate that one more than the annihilator one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, whenever you're like counter, like I still get the cast trigger. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Uh, Death Cloud is hilarious. I've actually only ever had it played against me once. Yes. And um, my way of thinking is the same way as all those X spells. I don't like them, but if I'm lower life than you and you're in black, I have to expect sure. the kill yeah. for these. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wake of Destruction, I think, is amazing. Did I ever tell my funny story about Wake of Destruction? Uh, I don't think so. About about the time that uh, that it appeared on the top of my deck? No. Oh, someday I will. Maybe. Okay, hold on. What's the next? What's the next one on the list there? Oh, do we have to talk about it? It's a Traxa. <laughs> Why is a Traxa on the list? Super friends, I'm assuming. Maybe. Also, she has other keywords. Like people don't like her when they don't have her. She's yeah, one of I think generals that I feel is like like Elish Norn. Like when they hit play, you just think they're devastating, but they're actually just really good. Yeah, everyone's just jealous. Uh, doubling seasons on here, even though I would say that whatever doubling season doesn't be do in anything. Sixteen thousand decks run doubling season. Yeah. And people think it's salty. Come on, people. The problem isn't doubling season. The problem is the card that goes with doubling season. Yes. Like it's the fact that you can alt a planeswalker next turn. So be mad at the planeswalker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tectonic um, Break 
Drake is hilarious. I've actually never seen it get played. Each player sacks X lands. Yeah. Hilarious red card. Like that's how are you angry at any of these red cards right now? This I is don't know amazing. because you get to sack. So like, I guess if you pick X is 12, it's a problem. But if everyone had to sack four lands, you just sack four lands. You didn't care about. Like, yeah. Like, um, but if that means X is 12, that means the red player also just spent 14 <laughs> mana. Exactly. And do you show me a 14 mana spell that yeah. isn't, isn't totally like game breaking. <laughs> yeah. Like if I uh, cast a spell for 14, and it's not like yeah. sanguinate, then I should win the game. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Contamination is on the list. I finally found it. Uh, so uh, Mana Drain's on the list, too. It's just a powerful counterspell. Like, sure. Uh, Teferi's, Teferi's Protection Teferi. can only possibly be on the list because people are salty that they didn't win. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mana is, Drain. And it gives you a huge bonus if someone's like Ulamog yeah. and you're like, Mana Drain. <laughs> All <But> right. <laughs> again, how many times do you come across a Mana Drain? Like, I think in our playgroup there might be one. There's, I think we there's have, we have like 12 people in the playground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Teferi's protection is only salty because you just don't get to kill. Like, that's probably the least that's what I said. salty Someone, card. Someone goes Cyclonic Rift, and you go Teferi's protection, and then they're mad? Like, what are yeah. they mad at? <laughs> it's only a response to every card above it. Yes, it's only a response to every other card on this list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... It can't... Teferi's protection doesn't ever win you the game. No. The only time it wins you the game, it, it never wins you the game. <laughs> No, um, I'm noticing oh, just hilarious. Like, why are people being angry at Mana Breach? Just hilarious. Like, yeah, the, I don't know. You cackle uh, when you play that card. I Whenever will say, a player plays a spell, that player returns land he or she controls to yeah. his hand. You laugh out loud when you play that. <laughs> uh, we're getting into all like the Scramble verse Thieves Auction Warp World fair. Uh, Protean Hulk, I assume, is just because it should be off the list now that Flash is gone. Yes. Um, I don't know why Flash isn't on the list because that was the problem. Uh, Zur, the Enchanter, I do hate. Yeah. Um, he is super irritating. Just... If someone sits across from me with a Zur deck, I don't care what else is like. I, that deck is going to kill me in like four turns. <laughs> um, so I have to stop it. Dire of uh, Insanity is a card I actually do absolutely despise. I play it in Rakdos because it's I hilarious. I hate every time you play it. <laughs> I, like, I want you to know that when that hits play, I will Sweet. kill you over anyone else who may be winning the game. Well, yeah, because you do it when you're like, again, I do it in Mogus because once I have like enough sort of like you do, you touch your deck and you take damage, then it's like, Sire and Sandy, let's all discard our hands so that you can't stop the engine that's built. <laughs> uh, uh, we Ugin getting a reprint. I didn't like him to start. I didn't like him now, but I also don't think he's like, he's a one-shot pony, essentially. He's just going to wipe the board. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing is like a couple of these are just board wipes and I have a problem with people being salty about board wipes. I agree. Yeah. Like, you know, like Ugin, no one ever gets him to minus 10. The salt I think comes from greed. It's like greedy people being like, yeah, you stopped me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like, know why counterspell isn't on this list because people get salty when you counter stuff. Yeah, where's Pat? Where's Pact of Negation or something like that? Yeah, Force, Force of Will. Will. How come Force of Will's not on here? And and yeah, I think not, it feels uh, like uh, as as this next one I'll talk about. I feel like blue players curated this list because why is Price of Glory on this list? <laughs> All it does is you play it to stop it. For anyone who doesn't know, whenever a player taps a land for mana during another player's turn, destroy that land. All it does is punish counter spells. <laughs> the fact that that's on this list and Mana Barbs isn't is telling. Yeah, like Mana Barbs is so actually much more pissed at land <laughs> destruction than actually losing the game in damage. 
Yeah, Band of Barbs is way worse. Price of Glory, you play so that when someone counters a spell, you get to say, ha-ha, go sack those lands. Yeah. And that's my revenge. There's, yeah. there's no other point to it. How is that salty? They still counter your spell. <laughs> Tainted Ether, whenever a creature comes into play, its controller sacrifices a creature land. I've never actually faced that card. I, I think I have one somewhere. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think I had one for years. It's so hard to play, though. lost it. Like, uh, it's, Tribal of the Fittest, that's just... Yeah, I mean that's just very powerful. <laughs> yeah, uh, Linvala. Then Linvala is a a pain in the ass. This row is like almost more pissy than the rows above it. So like Linvala is definitely a pain in the ass. Torpor Orb also a pain in the ass. People really hate that card. I'm always fine with it, but it's. I think it's because it comes out so quickly. Turn two, you basically have no yeah. no ETBs have hit the field. So if you have it early, you know you just you yeah. can shut down whole decks. Yeah, I still go with it's just an artifact. For example, the next card in the list, Magister <laughs> gets shut down by suck. a turn two torpor orb. Uh, Magisters, Magister Sphinx, and Soren Markov are only problems in Commander. Yes, and I would argue you shouldn't play Magister Sphinx because the first thing someone does is clone it and puts your life at ten. <laughs> yes, the the first you know you're going to be that target if they have a clone. You're you're there's yeah. no one else. Being uh, there's too many clones in Magic that someone's going to clone it and just make your life ten. And then I don't know why you played this card. <laughs> yeah, Soren's a bit of a safer play. Uh, yeah, but even still, like that's a that's a those two cards right there should be the fact that they're so low on the salt pile. Yeah, is, is like who doesn't want their life total like to become ten? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Yeah, uh, cataclysm, it, hilarious. People who voted for that, you should be ashamed of yourself. Cataclysm's hilarious. Uh, the problem is, unlike other ones where people sack, this is the only one that makes people also sack down to one land. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and time warp being so far ahead of temporal manipulation when they are the exact same. I don't. Card. Yeah, this card. This doesn't make any sense. Except uh, the, that temporal manipulation can only be cast on yourself. Yeah, I guess uh, this bottom list, uh, Derevi's terrible. And then, shoot, do we talk about the card that everyone's clued in is super racist? Uh, yeah, totally. Invoke Prejudice? Yeah, where it's, it's also actually, an incredibly potent card. <laughs> it is, but I think think the fact that it's like a $400 card is why no one talks about it. Um, yeah. it, it is actually drawn by a, a Nazi. <laughs> yes, like, and it has KKK look, members on if, it. If you look at the card, you're like, that kind of looks like it doesn't kind of look like. It is supposed to look that way. I yeah. don't know how Magic missed that. Um, we're only all lucky that no one ever has to see this card because... Uh, correction, we have one in our play group. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> yeah. I've never actually played against it. I've never seen it in person. I, uh, um, when he, the, the guy that we know who has it, when he went away, he, he went away for six months and he lent it to me and I put it in my tech. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't play it. Uh, today's climate says, uh, um, yeah, it's yeah. a bad idea. Definitely. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible card. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's also like, even without the picture, it's a really shitty card to play against. If an opponent casts a summon spell that does not match the color of one of the creatures under your control, that spell is countered unless they pay the casting cost again. Well, pay the, yeah. pay the additional X, where X is so... If the creature costs seven, they need to pay seven more. They don't need to pay the color. Yes. Uh, yeah, which will confuse the hell out of people anyway. It's also written from Le Legends, which was when they were allowed to put things like that on cards. And apparently be racist. Uh, yeah. So counter counter every if an opponent casts a summon spell, counter it unless they pay X for X is the casting cost of the summon, is what it says. 
Yeah. Unless it matches the color of one of your creatures. So people I run just, it in like a blue artifact deck where nothing matches any color. Yeah. I just realized I took my headphone out for a second there and I'm not sure if the mic just like ver- picked up you talking through the, the speaker. Hopefully not. But if anyone listened and was like, wow, what just happened there? It was me messing around with headphones. Evan just fucked off. Um, so that's basically the list. We covered a bunch of the cards. Yeah. Be, so I'd say 60% of this list is fair. And then... 20% is land destruction. And then the other 20% is just like, why is this on the list? People it's just people just whining. Yeah. It's, but I said, I think it's blue players whining about anything that stops blue at this point. Well, um, and it's funny because the top half is like mostly blue. <laughs> it's like blue yeah. players whining about themselves. Yeah. It's a strange list. So, um, yeah, I think our recommendation on salt cards is play them, but play them just to win. Don't play them to delay the game. That's when yep. people get annoyed. The worst offenders for salty cards are ones that just stall out the game. We didn't uh, even talk about Gattakeeg or Voidwinner, which were on the list. No, I mean, they're terrible. I hate Voidwinner because every time I face it, it's in some reanimator deck and well, it just comes you back. Also, it's so easy to forget and then like a turn later, someone's like, oh, you couldn't even cast that, bro. And then you feel uh, like, oh, yeah. for God's sake, man. Like, Oh, right. Yeah, the times and you're like, well, I can't go back. Like, this yeah. is so irritating. And then they're just all like, whatever, oh, I guess you got it through. It's like, stop being so fucking pompous. Given what's on this list, I don't know how Stranglehold didn't accidentally end up here. There's a couple cards on here that I, I have no idea how, like, Stranglehold didn't land on here. Just no just because it stops like, people from taking extra turns. And like, Lethal tutoring. Vapors didn't land on here. You know, there's a bunch yeah. of cards. How did, how did, you know, uh, where was that Black X spell? How did Death Cloud land on here and Torment of Hailfire not land on here? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Torment is a win con, basically. but It's because of land destruction. Death Cloud is a legitimately worse card, but it destroys lands, sacks yeah, lands. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, so people are like, that's there. a worse card. It's like, no, Torment's the worst card by far. <laughs> like, this card just destroys your lands, so you get salty at the fact that you, you know, you have your lands go away. But chances are you're probably dead from the X anyway, so who cares about your stupid lands? Yeah, but this is, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if Commander should have. Chain Veil. Right, well, Doubling Season's on there, so why not Chain Veil? Yeah, like, There's why? Rings why, of Hearth. Why, why, yeah, Rings of Stupid so Things. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of cards. <laughs> Basically, most artifacts. Uh, <laughs> Panarmonicon. Why is Mycosynth, Lattice, and Karn not on this list? Were they too new? <laughs> Mycosynth, Lattice was mirrored, and I don't think it was that new. Sure, but maybe Karn wasn't out because those two of them together are pretty rough. Uh, or any any of the Karns. Yeah. There weren't a lot of Planeswalkers on the list. Just Markov, I think. Which is a shame. No Teferi. Uh, anyway, what else are we doing here today? Evan, you wanted to talk about well, something else? I, well, I was going to finish off this by just talking about sort of like what to do if people in your playgroup uh, want to play salty cards but play them badly which is uh, all you do is just say, I'm going to come at you as hard as possible in every game until you stop playing smokestacks or stasis in your deck. Like, uh, you just got to hate them out. Like, if they're playing a deck that plays stasis, then the only way they're probably playing is if they have some advantage over you by playing stasis. But you have to know they're playing stasis and just crush them before they ever get to play it. Yeah. And if you do that enough... Just like where I was saying, I you know I made a Vorinclex deck and it'd be funny, but I don't think anyone would play against me. They have to realize like, oh my deck, nobody wants to play against me, so I'll stop playing this deck. 
And that's how you house rule out all these cards without list making a ban list. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. It's, it's, you have to, you have to be able to hate out the player. Uh, sometimes a conversation will do it too. Like yeah. you just sit down and you're like, man, that's a really bullshit play. Like uh, it's happened a couple times. I've been shamed out of playing cards and I've shamed people out of playing cards where it's like, you have to see what this is doing. You know, yeah, no and, one wants to sit down across the table from you if you know that <laughs> one, you're playing these cards, and two, you're not even going to win with them. Yeah, and that's the difference is if you play them and win, people aren't actually going to complain. It's, yeah, you know, find out when they're complaining and realize what's happening and realize yeah. what will happen if you keep doing this. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we, you ever hate some- we had a letter from, from one of our fans actually back in the day that had actually asked about like how to deal with someone who's a toxic player, right? And this kind of counts where you say to yourself, like, it's it's toxic to come in with a play group where you just want to, you know, throw around all these bullshit cards that no one wants to actually even play magic with against. Like, yeah, and, you know, and no one I, wants to sit down with a stasis to fairy deck. And apparently no one wants to sit that... down against a Blood Moon deck. Yeah, but the thing about <laughs> Blood Moon is you don't want to see it, but it's not going to change your game unless. No, I, I can't imagine like when I'm saying like hate out the player and just sort of beat them down so that they stop playing this deck. I can't imagine that ever happening because someone has blood moon in their deck. Yeah. You kill the blood. (laughs) Like, like if someone's playing Derevi, sure. Uh, you know, if someone's got a animate on turn three. Yeah. If they can animate, uh, turn three and then cast omniscience, like it's, it's you know and they're like this is fun and you're like this sucks (laughs) especially if they don't win yeah and that's the other side is that a lot of these cards there are a lot of these cards in here that are are just legitimate you're not winning the game with any of this shit Uh, you know vorinclex is your commander technically could i guess win really fast yeah Uh, blightsteel wins the game uh you know elish norm we talked about can win narset narset grand arbiter things like that just abuse the time yeah you know? and Teague, palancron crater hoof is a legit game winner you can just win the game with it so i don't see it's a shitty card i don't like people yeah, relying yeah. on it <laughs> but it's is it's it's a legitimate game winner and you can't really cry foul no uh so speaking of uh not winning uh i figure uh what we should do is to close this out is talk about the decks that we were challenged to build from uh graham yes so we were uh, given a list he, i believe he gave us a list of five commanders uh that were the f- top five of this list that weren't banned though a couple of people online told us we should build the banned ones but i don't know what the point of that is um they'd also just be leovold and iona i think um i don't know how you build an iona deck that seems like it would be awful. i don't think she's a she's a, she's not a decking build you can't get her into the graveyard she's she's definitely part of the 99 for the yeah. selfie so so uh we sort of asked some people and took sort of some favorites and we're going to talk about them um i you i think made a very extensive list you were telling me i really didn't uh i took most of the cards off this list and more have a concept um but i, I was inspired so by as... the fact that you just said because i'm pretty sure my deck can't win Oh, my that's deck. not the point of a salty deck. The salty no. deck is to not win the game, but just be a, a horribly oppressive. So, so my deck has a specific. I guess I'll talk about mine first. So, sure. Uh, I didn't go with any. It, it's amazing. Uh, who's Grand your Arbiter is who I chose. Okay. So I do want to point out that when I chose this deck, I I had already built a Grand Arbiter deck before, and I can tell you right now, it's fun for the first time you play it, and then you realize what you've done. 
Yes. And that's then what you stop playing like. it. Yeah. So, I mean, Grand Arbiter is essentially the, the quintessential stacks general. It's just like it does its own stacks effect. And then you just, the, the general play is that you add more on top of it. Now, I told you that in standard uh, back in, I don't know, start of the year uh, on uh, Arena, I basically built a, a Grand Arbiter inspired stacks deck. It yes. Was, um, the, the demon that pings people on turns, and then it was like the God Pharaoh statue, <laughs> and you just stop people from attacking, like playing cards. <laughs> so I also want to point out something amazing. So when I was going through the uh, the EDH rec site after I, because I, what I did is instead of building the deck straight up, what I did was I chose I chose the, in my opinion, the best first six turns. Yes, yeah, that's what I remember so, you were telling me about this deck so a couple of days ago. It's it's just, you know, in a perfect world with no one killing me beforehand, this is my best first six. And then what I did was I also want to talk about my actual win condition, which is very specific. If you have an Azorius win con that is not a lap man, I'm very impressed. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> it's super specific and requires like five cards to do, but in blue-white, you should be able to get there, uh, okay. you know, normally. So... The best part about it, though, is that when I was scrolling through to make sure I didn't miss anything good that or spicy that I might want to throw in it, the, the deck list for Grand Arbiter August in the 4th contains Grand Arbiter, Arbiter August in the 4th as part of the deck. Yeah, I've so, noticed. I think there's like a, a coding issue on the website right yeah, now. Yeah, when you scroll happening. through the creatures, you will hit him as part of his own deck. So uh, my Grand Arbiter deck is as you would picture it to be, which is just straight stacks. And I mean all of the shittiest stacks. And the cool thing about the deck is that I, I don't run really many creatures at all. I think my, my original plan was to run under 10. Yeah, my deck similarly. So maybe having no creatures is part of playing a stacks deck. I think it is, yeah. So, <laughs> so essentially it runs, it, the stacks pieces it does run for creatures is things like Teferi, Limvala, uh, you know, um, sure. uh, the, the stupid one, what's that angel? Each opponent who casts a spell can't attack each one of new tax can't cast oh, a spell. Yeah, yeah. Um, big angel I, yeah i can't remember it off the top of my head but yeah yeah the one that stops Think, you can either cast or attack you or attack yeah uh and then some value ones like uh venser venser goes in every deck i ever build that does this stuff yep. um and like then essentially just running out the stacks and counter spells so my top six plays so turn one uh would be blind obedience Sure, that's a good card. So now all of your creatures come into play tapped. And I believe I gain a life for every creature that comes into play. Uh, uh, yes, I think so. Or no, Authority of the Consul, sorry. Authority of the yes, Consul. that's the one. Uh, turn two is... Uh, what was my turn two play? Shoot. I don't know, but you didn't turn one Soul Ring, so I no. don't know how this deck so even So it all works. depends on what you draw in your hand. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, turn, turn, uh, turn one is that. Turn two, I believe, was counterbalance sure yeah that uh, just yeah. because you don't want to waste your time doing silly things like countering and if you is, don't have counterbalance then a backup to that would be thorn of amethyst which is non-creature spells cost one more to play sure i was gonna say um sensei's dividing top turn one counterbalance town turn two well balance top is just <laughs> super fun as we all know i played against it in legacy just before it got banned so turn three you have a few options because you can either drop a Ristic study Sure. Uh, or you can drop uh, a man rock of some kind. So turn Depends three. Depends on your, how nice you are. 
You have you have some you have some choice in plays here. Narset is also a really yeah. good turn three play. Heuristic study is super irritating with uh, Grand Arbiter because now you're being doubly taxed. Yes, and then turn four, of course, is Grand Arbiter. Yep. Turn five is Smothering Ties. Yes. And then turn six is God Pharaoh Statue. Yes. The, the, yeah, because it just it makes everything cost one more as well. So, but my win condition is. All right, it's Kern, the new one. Sure. So uh, that's it can also be a turn four play, but uh, at the end of the day, you can. I mean, you got Grand Arbiter on turn four too, so you have to decide what you want to do there. Yeah. But uh, so Kern has to be out. Uh, God Pharaoh's statue. Yep. Uh, you stunt double it, or spark okay. double it. Sorry. When sure. when Karns turn it into a creature, <laughs> yeah, you spark double it, and then you write a replication. And then you write a replicate it, and yes. then you win the game. That's true because I uh, I thought that uh, I know when you were building the last time when you were hypothetically talking about this deck months ago um, that write a replicating uh, a spark double the Grand Arbiter was a great idea because then like how do people play spells to stop you? because yes. it costs so much more but god pharaoh statue is better because it also does them damage um, yes. so not only can they not cast spells because they cost one more and you now have like six or seven of them but one, they're also two, taking that damage you have seven at that point so every turn everyone kicks down seven everything if you have grand arbiter still in play perfect world scenario again, uh, they, everything costs 15 more on your opponents and Why? they lose seven life a turn Oh, because Smothering Tithe and all that adds to it, too. No, no. God Pharaoh makes every spell your opponent's cast oh, cost is it two more. more? Oh, yeah. I thought it was only one. Yeah. Right, no. it does one damage. Yeah, that's right. So, so you just... So if you have all of my stuff out that I play, <laughs> so yeah. they can't draw more than one card. They cost 15 more to cast spells. They have to pay two to... Uh, or they have to pay two to draw. Yeah. Uh, they pay one every time they cast a spell and all their creatures come into play tap, they lose seven life and you gain life every time they bring a creature out. Yeah, a creature that costs 15 more to play. Force of Will costs a lot more when it's 15 and a pitcher card. Yeah, yeah, I mean, pay, exile <laughs> blue card, lose life, pay 15. <laughs> and uh, if you don't tap one, I draw a card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you're playing... You probably didn't just hold up like a pact of negation for the one time someone figures out how to uh, how to yeah. stop you. Now, the one thing that I did decide when I went into this though is that I wasn't going to run like the ghostly prison propagandas. I'm fa- instead, I was just like those passive sort of don't swing at me effects. I didn't want anything. Right. That. I wanted pure sure. taxation. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so it was it was when I looked at it, I said they can swing at me if they can get there early, but I'm going to own the late game. Do the uh, white tutors allow you to get an artifact or just an enchantment? Uh, the enlightened tutor allows uh, artifact or enchantment. Okay, so you have a chance to go get because you can. There's blue tutors to get your other pieces of that combo, so you could probably try to pull it off. Well, you. I mean, you have spell seeker, you have mystical tutor. You know, they can go get you the enlightened merchant tutor. scroll. Merchant scroll only gets only blue get you spells. Sorcery. Oh, it's only yeah. gets blue. Well, you can get um, uh, right of replication. Is what I mean. You can, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can get, you can get, uh, you can get that. You can also like, there's so many things. Like, Getting the spark the doubles hard, but uh, you can just put Sakashima in there as well. So you got the, at least two. You can, yeah, but then you can't clone Sakashima. Oh, that's right. You got to get a hum of the host in there. 
Well, Hell of the Host is always the backup plan, and you can also yeah. run Sigarda's Aid, so it auto-equips. Yeah, true, because that's the big problem with Hell of the Host. And also, no one will see a, like a Sigarda's Aid in Grand Arbiter. No one will. Yeah, know they'll be really doing. confused. Yeah, yeah. Everyone Grand will be like, like people will know now what I'm doing if they see me. Grand Arbiter that. Voltron would be. Yeah, like the, they're going to be like, "What you going to swing Grand Arbiter?" It's like, no, man. There's just going to be seven of them. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, I will talk about mine. Yours was um, which one? I went with Jinka Taxis, oh. uh, Core Auger, um, which is a ten drop. Which the first thing I have because I remember you were like, "I'd figure out my first six turns," and I think my reply was, "Look, I'll I have a concept, but if you can figure out how to play a ten drop blue commander, you're ahead of me." Um, its first problem is I don't know how you play that. That's why it's usually in like a Demir deck that can reanimate. Yeah. Um, but when I read it, first of all, it has flash. Who cares? Um, I guess you could do it to, yeah, you, you'd flash it out to be annoying. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, draw seven cards. I, for the longest time, thought it also gave you no maximum hand size. Uh, so I always find it funny that you do need like a, a reliquary tower or a thought vessel. So put all those in there because otherwise you're going to draw your hand and then discard them. Uh, the most important thing being each opponent's maximum hand size is reduced by seven. Yes. So, uh, so you flash it out and piss people off when they have to discard their hand. So assuming, again, I have like a concept of like 10 cards here. The rest of it should all just be draw and counter spells and ways to and rocks. Know, get, get to 10 mana and rocks uh, so you can pull all this off. You could probably make it work. Um, essentially, the whole point is, um, is, is just to uh, bounce everything to their hand and make everyone discard everything. So your first thing you should do is be able to get flash with various cards because then you can... Uh, bounce things more effectively um, because there's like all the ones that are like bounce everything to people's hands. Uh, yeah. Oh no, because you you need I guess you need like evac. No, because it hits you anyway. You need to find the ones that only hit other people. Rivers rebuke. There's one. It's a sorcery. Inundate. Um, yeah, inundate things that you cannot hit um, Jinka Taxis with, but you can hit other players because if they go to their end step and you go Rivers rebuke, they put like all their non-land permanents in their hand and then immediately discard them all. Yes. Uh, at which point, they're not a threat anymore. They're totally neutralized. You have no problems. And then you just move on to destroying the next player. Um, so uh, Sunder should be in the deck because if you can bounce everyone's lands uh, and then you can play them, but everyone else has to discard them, well, then you're about to win the game. Um, Tide Spout Tyrant. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to argue against the Tide's Boat Tyrant, my friend. Uh, I figured um, Possessed Portal should be in this deck. Wow, yeah. yeah. Because uh, if they can't discard a card, they sack a permanent, but they don't have cards in hand, and now they can't draw, so all they do is discard, uh, give her to permanence. Um, and you draw cards, so you should be fine. Um, uh, what else do I have? Uh, Overburden. I think it's whenever someone casts a spell, they return a land to their hand. I think it's a creature. Whenever a creature comes into play. Yeah, something like that. Again, do it because then they can't. If, if they cast two creatures, they'll have to discard a land at the end of the turn. Um. Uh. What else do I have? Oh, um, I'd also like to point out the one thing that I did miss on my Grand Arbiter. Sorry to jump in, Evan. No, no problem. Uh, is that you have access to both. Uh, Kismet and Frozen Aether. Yes. So use them. Yes, those cards are way better than people think. Oh my god. 
The thing, the thing people forget is, first of all, it makes mana rocks comes. They make mana rocks come into play tapped, which really th- throws people off because they're like four for three and dynamite two, and you're like, no, 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 that comes into play tapped, and just <laughs> they're just like, oh, I wasted my turn. Um, the second thing that happens is if you have like a if you're like a Voltron deck will especially do this. Uh, if you've got like an advantage on creatures, they'll suddenly realize that they can't stop you because there's a turn delay. Like yep. if you've got a flyer and they're like, well, I'll just play a flyer. Now it comes into play tapped, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't actually work. And then you have a turn to do something to, to do it, uh, to get rid of it or bounce it or, or whatever. Um, but it's the fact that they're one turn delayed stopping your creature. They like, they can't block properly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that really messes people up. Uh, all right. Uh, so other things, uh, a couple other things I thought uh, Pendrel's Mist would be good because I played it recently in the tournament and screwed people up. It's the blue enchantment that is a tabernacle. Uh, oh, yeah. On their upkeep, yeah. they pay one or they sack it, uh, which is really good because I figure if you can disrupt their hands so they have to discard everything, the next thing you have to do is disrupt the board um, to get rid of everything. So we figured you need back to basics so you can knock out all their lands. Uh, so they also can't play anything from their hands, so they have to discard everything. Uh, and then my original thought with this was uh, just just to the the true salt player would not have a win con. Their win con would be like beat you with Jinkataxis, which is a five four. I think that would be the play. But I recognize that you probably want something, so you probably have to put in like Omniscience and Enter the Infinite and all the Labmans uh, and just win that way. But I think that's the coward's way out. I think uh, Jinkataxis basically bounce everything, stacks everything on the board, uh, and beat people with a five four over the course of many, 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 many turns is the proper way to play this. <laughs> <laughs> just dominate them constantly. Don't don't play any no no um, no equipment. Just just beat them down. Just you boomerang, should, boomerang you, their creature. <laughs> you could also run in forced fruition to just force them to draw seven cards every time they play a spell. Yep, and then discard it. Yeah, and then they just pitch it all at the end of the turn. <laughs> yeah, I would just do that and just be like, whatever. And then it'd be like, how does your deck win? And it's like, it doesn't win. You just lose. Like that's, yeah. that's what it does. You just, you're, I'm hoping you quit. <laughs> yeah. Is the real hope here. Um, uh, It'd be awful. Uh, how do you get to 10? That's if anyone wants to take this and have no friends, that's your problem. You got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> I ran Jenga Taxis in one deck. It was my Togatog five color cycle deck. Right. You're and I don't think them. it ever hit play. Like, I don't think I ever played it. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's too unwieldy. If you're not going to reanimate it, it is just a monster to get out. Yeah. And then it tends to just get killed by the first person who can kill oh, it. <laughs> as soon as the next player untaps, they just destroy it. Because yeah. you've just burned all your mana to play it. Yeah. Uh, and then what, I guess one thing you'll have to look out for is you'll need a ways to bounce lands or destroy lands or something. Because as soon as someone has a reliquary tower out, you can't do anything. Because Yeah. Um, it, it reduces their hand size by seven. So, I mean, seven subtracted from infinite is still infinite. So Yeah, exactly. So If they have a Dot Vessel or, a, or a, uh, what you just said there, reliquary tower, they're fine. Yeah. Spellbook. Yeah. So you'll have to have ways to get rid of those. I don't really know how blue gets rid of a land besides Sunder, but I'm sure there's a way. Yeah, I don't I don't actually know either how blue gets rid of lands. <laughs> to be fair, Sunder uh, is about the size of her. To, I can't uh, think I of remember. like bounce any permanent. They're always like non-land permanents. Uh, yeah. Is Venser non-land permanent? I don't know. But I mean, there's no... I guess he would bounce it at the end of turn and then they have to discard it, but... Yeah. 
that's yeah that would be the ultimate play is if you yeah, figure out a way to make permanent when they go like okay so so there's what you do when they have a reliquary tower they go like go to end step and you're like venser your reliquary tower and then they discard their hand yeah and then they hate you they do hate you <laughs> but there's nothing at that point they can do for you no so they, so they can hate all they want they're already done yeah so uh that's how you build that deck in my opinion uh you should never play it though yeah, no, I uh, I you enjoyed had... all of the uh, chat about salty carrots. My, a lot of them, I mean, I don't find as salty as people seem to think they are. There's a lot of no, saltier I carrots agree. out there. Uh, I, I think salt is any sort of delay of game that doesn't win you the game. Well, and a lot of times, too, salt comes from a place of, like you said, of misunderstanding where people don't know how it works or misinterpreted how a card worked or they don't like a certain effect in magic. Like, in fact, yeah. like, in fact, is broken in Commander... Does it deserve to be as big salt as it is? Probably not, but I'll say I'll admit, like the effect. Yeah, I, I get salty with, in fact, I'm slowly warming up to it as other things are way more problematic. I'm, I'm less complaining about infect. Well, we have a friend who hates extra turns in his deck. And I got to say, like I said, I only play them when I feel I need to. But I own zero cards. Oh, no, I own the red cards that give me extra turns, and then I lose because I think they're lose. funny. But like in my mind, <laughs> if I take an extra turn, yeah, uh, that's no different than someone playing time stop and ending a turn. I'm surprised that's not on the list. That card's hilarious, though. It is. It's actually quite funny. I'm hoping <laughs> that most of the magic community realizes the amusement you can get out of out of that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, in my mind, like, is ending someone's turn like on their upkeep any better than them taking? Like, are you any better of a person? Yeah, I think because other players get to play. Because, I mean, that person didn't, which is why I don't understand mine. Extra turns don't take away your ability to play, though. It just means I get another turn. Well, they take, like, if you're you're playing against three other people, those three people, I'll just sort of twiddle your thumbs while you keep playing your turn. It's like if you just played, like, a really long turn would be irritating. Whereas time stop, the other two players would then just get their turn. So they're less exciting. Like, yeah, I guess for time, delay a game, but it's not really a delay game if you're actually doing things, no matter how many turns you take. No, but I said, I think the problem is people just do it because they're like, I'll draw into something, and then they don't. And you're like, why did we sit here for so long? (laughs) Why did we just wait for you to do nothing? Um, So that is essentially our episode. I did want to give a little chat about about our upcoming little adventure. Yeah, you're the expert here because I don't know anything, so don't ask me. Uh, if you've got a question and you want to join in, ask Brian. I yes. barely know what's going on here. Uh, Evan Evan took a backseat to this one, so uh, I'm, I'm running the rodeo. Uh, so upcoming episodes are going to feature what we like to call our brackets. So a little while ago, uh, someone asked, and by a little while ago, I mean a lot while ago. Yeah. <laughs> we were asked to do uh, tribes, like tribe stuff, our favorite tribes, do some tribal things. So we, I took it upon myself after me and Evan talked about it and then promptly forgot about it. During the COVID, I had a lot of time and decided to break up every tribe that I could think of into brackets. Did you add dogs now that they're... Uh... I believe it's still hounds, but I'll have to switch it to dogs, I guess. Um, and essentially, the brackets are two tribes facing off against each other, and they'll work their way into a final winner, and there's three separate sort of categories there's like the tier ones the tier twos and the tier threes i just broke them up by how popular they were essentially or power. sure and some of them do like are obviously bad and then i randomized them i went to random.org i assume thralls is gonna win i don't know what you're talking about 
Well, I don't see how they can lose. Uh, if someone builds a Thrall deck, you are my favorite person. <laughs> and I don't want that Thrall Commander, Edric Star. I want a Thrall Commander. Find one and do it. Yeah. Or Mono Black, don't ever cast the General. Oh, um, man. If Commander Legends comes out with a sweet Thrall Commander, oh, it'd be awesome. I'd have to buy it. Uh, <laughs> so the way it's going to work is that we're going to have some guests on the show, two at a time, three possibly if we can score a judge to help us break tiebreakers. And Evan and myself will essentially just be listening to two of our listeners or fans tell us why their tribe is better than the other player's tribe. And then there's going to be a rebuttal, and then there's going to be us deciding. Yeah, and I think uh, you said the, the plan is basically uh, to have people come on and sort of pick which ones they'd like to argue, and then other ones will sort of throw up to social media to, to yeah. vote on. So we have a couple already in the works where people have already said they'd like to do this. And so, yeah, because obviously you, obviously you can't argue like, a, 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 you know, for everyone because half of them you're gonna look at it and be like, that's a clan, like that's a tribe. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I mean, not, it would be we're not expecting to be people like, to do that. Hey, you, why don't you argue for homerids? You know, like yeah, like versus nobody gives a shit. I homerids versus kobolds. Uh, perfect. Mono blue versus mono red. Win, win, win. Um. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, Kobolds is Rakdos because of the legend. Oh, the legend does have it. Yeah, there's no legendary Homerid, though, I don't think so. They should change that, like, any time <laughs> now. If Homerid's spawning bed was just a creature, that'd be, so that'd good. be awesome. It also there's creates Camerids, those... not Homerids. Right. There's, like, a playtest card that's, like, a sweet Homerid commander that came out last year. Yeah. Like, I if it was a real that. card, it would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so eventually that's what's going to happen. We're hoping next episode to fire it up. We do have a uh, someone lined up. One of our patrons is lined up who's never been on the show to be a guest judge with us. Uh, and essentially our role will just be to prompt the other players into questions we may have about their tribe, let them have their time, and then hear the rebuttals and see if it's any fun. Yeah. So and then the like other parts, we'll put the whole bracket up online. Yep. And it will have names in certain areas for those ones that will be argued. The other ones, though, we just want our fans to – send us a message saying here's who I think will win in each bracket and the winner of the most votes will win and move on. Yeah. So that's the goal. So that's what we're going to be working on uh, behind the scenes to get working. And uh, I guess the next episode hopefully is that uh, if we come that's on and sound despondent, it's because something fell apart and we have to talk about other things. <laughs> I like, hope not because I have nothing else prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah. Core, core 2021, which so far looks I don't know what they're doing. Um, we got to talk about it at some point, but I think we got some time. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, there's Double Masters, Core 2021. Yeah, no, there's so many. Like, I started to think that this podcast is just going to be reviewing sets. I almost don't want to. But. I said that. <laughs> I almost said that to you it's when we started. I was like, do we have another set to review? Because it feels like it. It does. Uh, oh, my. It's you brutal. Know, we talk so much about not being corporate shills, and yet every third episode we're oh, pimping geez. magic. Maybe we won't talk about Double Masters except for the concept or something. Because there's no new cards, so maybe we won't talk about that one. We'll just mention how much we hate it. Yeah, come to our, our, uh, our I guess we can close off here by saying, come to our social media things uh, and you can complain with us. Um, actually, I like master sets for the reprints. Uh, for everyone who complains about how expensive it is, just don't buy packs, don't buy boxes, just go buy the card you want. Um, problem solved. Yeah, uh, true. Like there's, you know, uh, doubling season as the salty card on here will drop in price. So if you need one, go get one. Don't chase boosters. Chasing boosters my, for master sets or like people who do it for like the $40 masters collection packs. Uh, I, 
I bought one like, once. Boosters are great if you're drafting. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun to draft, and it's a great. But otherwise, I don't. If know. I have five bucks or I won a tournament and got like ten dollars store credit, I'll drop it sure. on a pack maybe. Sure, sure I but pull. these packs are gonna be like twenty bucks. But so those packs like... are gonna be twenty dollars. It's a serious investment. Uh, you know, all said, I I just don't see the purpose of them. Anyway, I got, we're getting I got burned by Ultimate Masters pretty bad, so I'm pretty. Me, d- me too. Me too. Uh, my box topper was <laughs> I I got... worse than yours. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the box topper that we we split a box and rolled off for who got the box topper. I got three packs, uh, which I think had a combined value of five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I think was, that I split so on a bad. box of Ultimate Masters with a friend of ours, and I think our we were about a hundred dollars shy of value. Yeah. Well, maybe it's, fifty Canadian yeah. money, Monopoly yeah. money. Uh, so, uh, so I guess to close off, um, since you usually do the list, I will say if you go to EDH Direct. Uh, with a W there, uh, rect.com. It now will link you to all of our other pages. You can just click a button and you can find us on Facebook or you can send us an email. What I think Patreon? the email just posted. I haven't figured out that one yet. I'm working on it. Uh, it'll link you to our Patreon if you want to see uh, see what that is uh, or give us a couple dollars so uh, we can do raffles or have prizing for tournaments because we're hoping to do another tournament. Uh, we did Actually, the, the tournament did have prizing. The commander deck, the brawl deck, and a few packs we threw around. Yeah, so like, and we did that because patrons gave us money, and we don't keep the money; we just buy stuff to give away to people. Um, <laughs> essentially, so so essentially, what we'll do is we'll sit on our Patreon for like a month, and then we'll buy some prizes and try to do another tournament in a little bit. Um, yeah, you can find us all there. Uh, the Twitter's there. You can find us on Twitter. Um, I said you can send us an email if you've got like deck lists or you know, long questions, send us an email. Otherwise, uh, most people just get a hold of us on Facebook. Uh, they'll send us a message or they'll just, I don't know if anyone posts. They respond to posts. I don't think they can post. Just send us a message. Yeah. We yeah, like to hear from around. you. Um, yeah. And as we always say, someone will respond. Um, if they're bitter, it's Brian. If uh, they're bitter and uh, boring, it's Evan. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, if they're not the most exciting person, it's probably me. <laughs> if they're trying to over-explain something to you, it's Evan. If it's they pass me. off the information like they don't care, it's me. Yeah. That's how yeah. it is. <laughs> Sometimes we identify ourselves, but I like that people have to guess who's responding. <laughs> I like it when we respond to each other in the accounts without identifying ourselves. Yes, I enjoy that because you'll post something and I'll be like, come on, Brian, I have to go. <laughs> and then we don't identify ourselves. It just looks like someone arguing with themselves. It's great. <laughs> it's um, good. But uh, we like to hear from you, and there's not a whole lot going on. In the, well, okay, there's a lot going on in the world right now. But <laughs> not a whole lot in the magic community where, going on. Yeah, the magic community is still pretty sparse. Brian and I are still living in a place that's it's opening up, um, but it's, it's still fairly locked down, so we don't have a, you know... We're still uh, craving, I guess, uh, socialization. I feel, I feel it's going to be soon, though, Evan, that we'll be able to sit around a table and throw cards at each other. Yeah, it's getting there. I don't. I mean, I personally think we're all just uh, crossing our fingers and hoping there's no. We're in a place that has like one case right now, um, but we're also next to a place where someone didn't self quarantine and now they have a big outbreak growing. So, yeah. Um, so everyone looks at that and goes, "Is that what we're about to walk into?" And we very well might be. I think we're all just crossing our fingers it doesn't happen, and uh, we just we wait. shall see. Though I mean, <laughs> it all depends. I mean, if anything happens, I'll be the first to let you guys know from work. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're my like uh eyes in the field <laughs> <laughs> all right folks well that's our episode thanks for joining yeah. us 
and we'll be back hopefully next week. We gotta we're off this week, but let's try to get like actually back on schedule here. Said so we say for the nineteenth time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Evan, have a good one. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>